ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. Stay tuned. Archives for October 2022. Um, this month's archive show, we are going eight years back to a cool show that I sat down with Zach Zimmerman from Royalthings.net. He used to be a writer for this site at the time, and we previewed the very first NXT TakeOver special. It wasn't a TakeOver yet, it was NXT Arrival. So um, it's a really good show, a good flashback. If you want to hear more about NXT eight years ago, go over to PW Toward VIP. And listen to Kelly Wells and Tom Stop doing NXT eight years back. I'll move back next week. So sit back and enjoy this arcade episode for October 2022. Have a good day, everybody. So let's have some fun, shall we? Sure, why not? Screw it up, big boy. How are you doing today? I'm the Blanket Sound Show. Let me tell you, the Nature Boy is ready to go. Everyone hoist up your pint and basically have a nice Irish drinking toast. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Just giddy as a schoolgirl on prom night. Oh, the delicious irony. <laughs> do we really try to keep it clean? They get weirder every week. They really do. But wait, there's more. I know that you know what I know that I think you know that I know that you know that you know that I know that you know that. This is fantastic. I love this. What? is wrong with these people? I can't find medication now. I'm feeling much better. By the way, can you tell him my dad's daughter? You would be wasted. Wasted? Wasted. <laughs> Where's Dr. Shelby when you need him? Yeah, that was definitely the strangest intro I've ever had for an interview, I will say that. <laughs> it sounds very professional. They're often tied to the episode, but they will never be. That is definitely my preferred. <laughs> I'm honored to be etched into immortal podcasting glory. You're listening to the Blake and Sal Show. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter at Blake and Sal Show. Blake at Route 1106, Sal at Icon underscore 44. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And learn more about the show, all the music played on it, and to support the show by clicking on the associate links from Amazon and Audible, go to blakeandsal.blogspot.com. Thank you, and enjoy the show.
morning and welcome to the Blake and Sal Show. This is episode 50.8. Yes, another odd number. This is what happens when you try to squeeze a bunch of stuff in between main shows. I'm Blake. Sal is not here again. Um, contact him at icon underscore 44. Maybe you can ask him what's up. Since they don't have Sal here, and um, real quick, this is actually the NXT theme music. Welcome home. Like... Conan and Kebra, I can't pronounce them right, but hey, it's going to be up on the um, song list, so you can find it there. Um, we don't have Sal here. I have a special co-host with me. He was on um, the show last week, and since it's his second appearance, everyone knows what that means. It's no theme music. Zach, I feel very special. Yes, Zach Zimmerman from ProWrestling.net coming back on the show today. Um, yes, you're, once you hit two, two appearances, you get your own theme music on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Chris. He has actually had like two different theme music on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, it's the way to come on here and say a thing or two. Wait, wait, wait. You're on the surface. Under the sea. Under the sea. Oh, oh what a rush. Oh, 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 what a wonderful phrase for the rest of your days. It's a problem free philosophy. Woo, a coon of a I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. Baby girl. Actions always speak louder than words. Remember that. We are actually talking about NXT Arrival. And, um, Zach, you cover NXT for ProWrestling.net. For the uninitiated, why don't you tell everyone what NXT is? Because a lot of people listening to this don't follow NXT on Hulu. They only know NXT from that craptacular show that was on Sci-Fi. <laughs> oh, God. If that's what you think NXT is, you are so far off base and you are really missing out. Yeah, I mean, well, NXT yeah. is, it is obviously it's the developmental system for, for WWE. That's, everybody knows that. But um, in terms of the show, it is the most, uh, and not in a bad way, it is the most back-to-basics, uh, straight-up wrestling program that, that you can watch right now. It's, um, it features wrestling, wrestlers, wrestling programs, and wrestling matches. I mean, stuff that you, you think has fell by the wayside is, is present in NXT in the best ways. Um, you don't see the convoluted storylines. You don't see uh, too many shades of gray characters that, you know, just frustrate you and leave you wondering where they, where they stand. It's very much, um, it's a one-hour show, so it's easy to digest. And like I said, it's just filled with good wrestling programs and good wrestling matches. Um, it's really, it's really the most refreshing, refreshing program uh, in terms of wrestling that's on TV right now. Yeah, and we are covering it here because it is debuting on the WWE Network on Thursday in a two-hour—I guess they're calling it a pay-per-view. 
even though it's on the free preview week, which is amusing to me. Um, NXT Arrival. Um, are you looking forward to this one, Zim? Absolutely, yeah. This is a big show. I know all the talent is really pumped for it. They're obviously their first big showing. They're going to have a lot more eyes on them on the network than they've ever had before. Uh, the show is sold out in Full Sail University. You can't buy tickets anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of reasons to be excited about it, and I am very excited. Not the least of which is the fact that uh, this Wednesday, after I get out of school, I will be flying down to Florida, and I will be live in attendance at NXT Arrival on Thursday, very as nice. well as the TV taping on Friday. Very nice. Um, yes, that's, sir. That's really cool. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait. They're even doing, they're doing so much for NXT, they're doing a pre-show, which I was joking um, when we were doing Elimination Chamber preview, that I couldn't tell you who's on the Elimination Chamber preview, um, Elimination Chamber pre-show, because it wasn't up, but I could tell you who's on the NXT Arrival one. <laughs> yeah, and it's a stronger lineup than one they've pretty much ever had for a WWE pay-per-view, that's for sure. Yeah, it's um, Kevin Nash, Bret Hart, and Paul Heyman. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, very interesting. I'm not so sure about Kevin Nash. I'm I'm a little bit afraid he might kind of go off the rails and bury some of the talents or something like that. But as far as I'm really excited to see what Paul Heyman has to say. I think he's only he's made one or two appearances in NXT before and kind of teased that he was you know looking for a new client or whatever. So I'm really excited to see what they do with him. And then Bret Hart, um, you know, he's always he's he's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my wife's not a fan, so. <laughs> My yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm curious how. Uh, yeah, I'm curious how they do the setup, and if you know, if there's a host with these guys, or if it's just them talking, you know, talking NXT. Because I'm really not sure how close the tabs they keep on it. So it'll be. I'll be curious to see. I can see Paul Heyman watching religiously. I don't know about the other two. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm looking over here. I'm trying to see who else is going to be here. Because John Cena, Shawn Michaels, and New Age Outlaws, please get the belt off of them, will be at the show as well. Um, do we happen to know if they're just making appearances or are they actually going to be wrestling? Do we know anything about this? No, I'm not sure. They've, they've really been kind of, uh, you know, restricted with the, with the information that they've put out there. They're, um, you know, I mean, up until, I mean, I you, you said that it was going to be a two-hour show. They, they still haven't, you know, made that made that known, uh, you know, within the context of, of the program or, or anything like that. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I assume that's what it is, too, but they've really not been very, um, they just haven't been really forthcoming with, with all the information. You know what I mean? They, they didn't announce the pre-show panel on TV until this week. They really only advertised three matches, which, you know, that may be all there is, but uh, I don't know. They just... It seems like they're leaving a lot of things to, to question. Yeah, they announced the two-hour actually time slot in the when they released the schedule for the network yesterday. So I oh, okay, well, so that's how you know. But they they haven't said anything about it on TV or Twitter or anything. Yeah, it's a two-hour special, and then it'll go back to an hour the week after. So that's the okay. That was in the um yeah the report for the lineup of the network. So okay. Um, all right, well, let's look at the card that we have so far, and, um, they announced that the Ascension's going to be defending the tag team titles, but they don't have opponents. Do you have any clue who they might face? Uh, I, you know, no, I have no idea, and, and I just, I hope it's somebody who sticks around, because ever since the Ascension got those tag titles, they've brought in jobber teams and had them, had them squashed by the Ascension in under two minutes, uh, and they're, they're calling it the Ascension Scorched Earth Policy. But it's like, 
that's BS. I mean, that that sucks. The the Road Warriors did it, you know, years ago, and it ended up, you know, killing the territories that they went to in terms of tag team wrestling. And NXT, you know, for a while, they had a pretty competent tag division, you know, a few thrown-together teams and, and, you know, a couple of teams that, that belonged. Um, I got a little bit optimistic when they brought in the American Pit Bulls, a.k.a. the American Wolves, or just the Wolves. Uh, obviously, nothing came of that. And ever since then, it's just been bringing in... Um, Florida uh, FIP, you know, Florida independent talent um, and, and sticking them, you know, in jobber tag teams and having them lose to the Ascension. So I'm curious who they will bring, and I really hope they're a team that sticks around and establishes themselves as legitimate contenders because Unico and Camacho, just they've been top contenders to those titles lately, and that just does not cut it. That's, that's sad, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, before we look at the card... Um, anything you think might, outside of the matches that we'll talk about in a second, anything else you think matchup we might see? Because, like, um, maybe with the um, BFFs or things like that? Uh, I'm sorry, could you just clarify the question a little bit? Something else that's not announced that we might see? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think I think, uh, I think you pretty much nailed it. I think we'll see. Uh... Yeah, well, boy, I was I was really going to go for that until I until I remember that there is the the women's championship match, and so I'm not sure if they'll want to put um, you know two segments with divas on there. But I would be really surprised if we didn't at least see something with the DFS because they're uh, Summer and Sasha together are, are one of the best you know diva acts they have going down there right now, and I think that I think that it would be a good chance to show off Bailey too. I think. I don't think they should be exposing their talents in terms of putting them all in the ring for the show, but I think they should be exposing a lot of them in terms of of of, of from, um, presenting them to, to viewers, at least getting the viewers aware of who they are. You know what I mean? That is exactly um, yeah. So I think we'll get. I think we'll probably get some interview segments or some highlight packages of some of the talent. But in terms of matches, I'm really not sure what else we can expect besides what's announced. All right. Um, and for those of those who don't know, JBL is actually the general manager of NXT. Um, how well do you think he does in that role? I don't think he does very well. I mean, I think I think he got the job done when they were when they needed a heel GM to to um, kind of advocate for Bo for Bo Dallas to keep the title on his side. I think uh, you know JBL was fine with that. He came out and got the heel heat when he announced. You know, because they did the thing where Sami Zayn pinned Bo Dallas for the title, but Dallas' foot was under the rope. JBL came out and reversed the decision, uh, that kind of thing. So, I mean, he works fine for that as, like, you know, getting heat on him like that. But it's another heel authority figure in wrestling. And I just think NXT is the one refreshing show on TV right now. I don't think they need a heel general manager. That said, JBL's only made one or two appearances. So I can't really complain because they've kept him to a minimum. That's true. All right. These are three matches officially announced, so let's break them down here. We have the rematch of rematches, the two out of three falls matches. Antonio Cesaro, sorry, Cesaro taking on Sami Zayn. This yeah, I mean, if you haven't, for anybody who's listening who has not been watching NXT in the last, uh, you know, month, do yourself a favor and just go to Hulu. On the free side of Hulu, they have they have clips of it and maybe even some of the full episodes. Watch the build to this match. This is how a wrestling match should be built. It was, you know, six, eight months ago when they had their first program, it was it was personal. It was name-calling. It was attacks from behind, that kind of thing. 
they have advanced it so brilliantly in the direction of of, of pure competition, where Sami Zayn wants one more shot at Cesaro. Cesaro says he's already beaten Zayn, has nothing left to prove. And it's them going back and forth and back and forth as competitors, not, you know, not, again, not calling each other names, not yelling at each other and getting in each other's face, but just telling an awesome wrestling story. I mean, me and Darren noted this in our, in our NXT audio last week. Like, how rare is it to have good wrestlers in a good wrestling program building towards a good match with no convolution or nothing else like that? It's, it's really exciting. I'm looking more forward to this match than anything else on the show. All right. Um, do you think um, Sami Zayn gets the victory here? I do. Yeah, I do. I think that the way they've been building it up, I think, um, yeah, I think Sami Zayn's going to get the win. And even that, I think he's going to. That's my prediction. But even if not, he's going to look great in defeat because, you know, the only reason I say that they might not is because of how they seem to be pushing Cesaro in the main roster. But again, I think that NXT and WWE are, are separate enough universes where Cesaro could could lose a really good competitive match to Sami Zayn and, and not lose anything on the you know back in the main roster. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I'm like, I don't think this would affect Cesaro over on the main roster at all because they're not really mentioning NXT on WWE television, which is good, which is very good because <laughs> it really yeah yeah energy. keep them separate. Yes. So I'm going to go Zane. Yeah. Hopefully he wins this one, and this should be at all time. Uh, really a classic. Moving on. Yeah, first. NXT Women's Championship. Paige taking on Emma. Um, first of all, Paige. Why would you tell our audience about Paige? Because I've seen her wrestle. I've seen pictures of her. She's definitely not your typical female wrestler. <laughs> no, not your typical diva. She's, you know... Uh pasty white, uh, you know, and not that not that they only go for girls with hands, but she's, you know, uh, black hair, pasty white skin, very much, um, oh, Regal calls her the raven-haired lady, so I guess that pretty much sums it up. But, um, you know, her character seems like she would work work really well as a heel, um, just because of kind of the darkness she has and the edge she has and the aggression she brings. But, man, that crowd has really taken to her. And she's just, she's the most over diva in NXT right now. She's um hasn't been competing for a while. She's been out with a knee injury, I believe. Um, so we haven't seen much of her. We haven't seen any of her on NXT TV actually, which I was a little bit surprised they didn't even include her in any backstage segments or or whatever. But um, yeah, Paige is a star. She's her future is really really bright. Um, when do you think she might come up to the roster? Would she fit in well here? Or do you think she might get lost in the shuffle? That's tough. That's really tough because I, I I didn't expect that Emma would get the call up before Paige, although I can kind of understand it. it just because I guess there's more potential with Emma's character because on the main roster, they don't seem to take the women seriously at all, and Paige takes herself incredibly seriously in NXT. Um, you know, she, she says she's not a diva. She's a fighter. She's you know, promotes herself as the anti-diva, um, that whole kind of thing. And I'm just not sure how, how, how they would, you know, how seriously they would let her be on the roster. You know what I mean? Obviously, we've seen Emma got called up and pretty much a, a, a clown. I mean, he showed a clown in NXT, but a clown that could be taken seriously and that the fans really like. They called her up to WWE, and it just seems like she's kind of, you know, she's just kind of hanging out there, not really getting anything done. And so... 
I'm not sure. I, I don't, to be totally honest, I don't really want to see any of the NXT women called up to WWE just because I know that their days of, of five to ten minute matches and actual storylines will, will be gone because WWE doesn't, you know, pay attention to them like that. Yeah. Um, again, Emma yeah. is now on the roster, and I know Sal cannot stand her. <laughs> he cannot stand her at all. What about Emma made her, makes her so popular down at NXT? Um, I mean, she, she did like five or six months of jobs of just taking the losses. And she was, she was, um, kind of an arrogant heel who was in her own little world doing that stupid dance game. She was, you know, thinking she was cool and, and backstage interviewers, she would just be really, uh, kind of obtuse and obnoxious, but, uh, you know what I mean? And then for, for whatever reason, the crowd just, started liking her little dance and then I remember it was over the summer just one episode of NXT where that music hit and that crowd erupted like they hadn't for anybody else in that show uh whole arena broke out started doing her dance crowd uh, people in the crowd were blowing bubbles I think that's when they started incorporating um I, I don't know it's Full Sail is such a unique little environment where things that work may not work there and things that you know uh, work there may not work elsewhere. It's it's really tough to say. Um, part of it is that that crowd likes to kind of cheer the ironically stupid things. You know, they have Aiden English out there singing his songs and being a heel, and the crowd cheers him and yells for an encore. I think it's a lot of that. It's like a lot of indie wrestling fans who go to the NXT tapings. Um, but at the same time, Emma really proved herself in ring. And I think if she got the chance to do what she did in NXT on WWE, it would work. But because they just thrust her out there doing that dance and expecting it to get over as a babyface thing, they were just so far off base, you know, thinking that. All right. Um, do you think Emma wins the title? Mm, no, I don't. Just... No, I kind I hope not. I mean, yeah, there's a chance, but she's up on the main roster doing her thing with Santino, and I know I've heard the argument that it would bring more exposure to NXT or whatever, but I don't want to see crossover between the main roster and NXT more than there already is. You know what I mean? When we see this transition from, you know, Antonio Cesaro or Cesaro goes from the main roster to NXT, and it kind of seems like two different entities a little bit, but once you start bringing the titles over, I think that changes. And so I think that the best thing to do would be to put Paige over, um, you know, in a good competitive match. And I think that would do a lot to spotlight the women's division because, you know, people would see Paige defend her title and get intrigued by her and maybe want to watch NXT in the future to see what she has to offer. Yeah, I, I got to say, I hope Paige retains. I'd want to see what they can do in the ring. It should be fun. Now that Emma won't be just getting squashed, it should be a lot of fun to match. Yeah, either way, it's going to be better than any Divas match or any women's wrestling match. I would say that has been seen on WWE TV, you know, since, uh, geez, maybe since, since, you know, the Nikki James, Lita, Trish Stratus days. I mean, yeah, there have been some good matches with AJ Lee and stuff like that, but I really think Paige and Emma are both incredibly talented in the ring, um, especially for, for girls or for such young ladies. They're both really, really um, just capable in the ring. And so I think I think this match is going to impress a lot of people who are otherwise not really fans of women's wrestling. All right. And, and finally, the NXT Championship match, ladder match. Um, Bo Dallas, Adrian Neville. 
Um, Bo Dallas, the last time a lot of people saw him was the Royal Rumble, one appearance, and then we never saw him again. Um, why don't you tell everyone what Bo Dallas has really been up to down at NXT? Oh, that's, uh, you know, I thought Bo Dallas was dead. When they, you know, they brought him up, uh, put him in the Royal Rumble, had him sort of, I guess, well, started a feud with Wade Barrett maybe for like a day or two, uh, and then he just disappeared, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. But they really turned that into something special. They sent him back down to NXT, had him keep doing that same bland, stupid baby face thing that just wasn't working. And every week, just not even one notch, but a half a notch each week, you would crank up the level of, uh, I guess you would call it maybe insincerity, I guess, uh, part of my language, maybe douchery, is it would be the word to describe him, that he just started to crank it up a little bit, uh, a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Um, ended up substituting for uh, substituting for Corey Graves um, to team with Adrian Neville to defend the tag team titles. Ended up losing that match and costing you know costing the babyface team the tag titles. Uh, and that's really where the signs of the turn began. And from there, he has just been he didn't have to change his character. He just had to tune up the insincerity a little bit. And now he's playing this character. Um, again, it's something that works in NXT, and I'm not totally sure how it would work on the main roster, but it's this character where he thinks he's so righteous and so justified and so good and doing everything he can for the fans. The fans chant, no more Bo. He interprets it as, let's go, Bo. Um, <laughs> just this thing where it's really great heat, where it went from when he was wrestling over the summer of 2013, fans were turning their backs to the ring, you know, Opposite of the hard camera, fans would turn their backs to the ring during his matches and protest, um, which is really uh, it's, it's respectful and you know rebellious as you can get, I suppose. Um, and they turned that from that into real heat with this character he's taken on. So it's really taken on a life of, of its own. It's something really neat, worth checking out. And then, of course, we have Adrian Neville, who um, I believe was, if I'm right, Pac Independence. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yep, he was packed around DG USA and Dragon Gate in Japan. Okay, cool. Um, a lot of people have not really seen Adrian Neville, so why don't you tell everyone about him as well? They're in for an absolute treat. The guy is, uh, I say small because he's short, but he is, uh, let's put it this way, when he was on the independent scene, uh, people had given him the nickname Pop Lesnar because for such a, a small framed guy, he is jacked to the gills. I mean, he is absolutely shredded. Um, but somehow still maintains just the most athletic aerial arsenal you've ever seen. His finisher is uh, not just a shooting star press, but a corkscrew shooting star press. So shooting star press with a 360-degree turn thrown in there. Nails it picture-perfect every time. And that's a move I wouldn't imagine they would allow anybody else. I mean, they really are restricted with the shooting star press alone. The fact that they trust him to do that really is, is to his credit. Um, very fast, very athletic, but also has power to go with it. Uh, a, a little bit lacking on the microphone, um, but he, he has come a long way that way too. Uh, really in terms of, of the things they have in NXT, I think Adrian Neville is one of the brightest stars they have down there. All right, that being said, this matchup is going to be a lot of match. It should be a lot of fun. Do you see a title change? <laughs> You know, I was very much under the impression that uh, Bo Dallas would eke out a, a cheap win here, you know what I mean, kind of come from behind and, and just hit the ladder match so he can 
you know, a, a cheap win, I suppose, and, and still, you know, still win the match clean or, or whatever. But, man, the way that Adrian Neville has stepped up his game in the last two sets of tapings, the way they've been promoting him and the way he's been portraying himself has, has, has really changed my mind. I, I'm actually leaning towards Adrian Neville winning the title because wow. I think he has been so impressive in the last... You know, if you go back and watch him five months ago and you go back and watch his match, uh, his main event match this week on NXT against Tyler Breeze, just a world of difference. He comes out on fire. He's got passion, enthusiasm, uh, charisma in the ring that he had never really shown before. I'm, I'm higher now on Adrian Neville than I ever have been. And, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win the title. All right. I know they don't do many NXT title changes. So I guess if you're going to no, have it's it. very rare. Yeah, if you're going to do it, you're able to do it on this big event. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think that Sami Zayn needs to get as a deserves to be back in the title because his only loss to Bo Dallas was, was a tainted loss. He, his only title match was not, you know, he didn't lose decisively, which is why I still keep the door open for Bo Dallas seeking out a win and moving back to a program with Sami Zayn. But like I said, Neville's just been so impressive. Um, do you think maybe Neville versus Zayn down the road for the title if Neville wins? They had a match a, a month or two ago. Um, it was a great match. Obviously, the two are no strangers. They've had lots of matches uh, between, you know, PWG, Dragon Gate USA. Uh, they're they're very familiar with each other, um, and they work incredibly together. My only issue with that is that it would have to be a babyface versus babyface clash, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially because of the athleticism and the quality of their matches. But I'm just not sure if you if you want, you know, Adrian Neville as a babyface winning the title and then moving right into a program with another babyface. I just think that that's maybe not the best planning, but um, a couple directions they can go, and, and I'm really curious to see. I think we'll get a good, we'll have a, a good, um, you know, a clear indicator after, because uh, they're doing the NXT Rival show and then they're taping the next four episodes the next night. So I think we'll have a really good feel for where they're going after that. Yeah, and then, of course, those will start on the Never Every Network the following week. And that should be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to NXT. This is one of the things I've been looking forward to on the network since they announced it. Because I've been really wanting yeah. to sit and watch it regularly. It's hard for me to get into watching it on Hulu every single week. I do try to watch it when I can. But having a Thursday night, here I can watch it, no questions asked. I'm looking forward to it. Well, let me ask you then. You think, you think a lot of people are in the same boat as you? Where people who may or may not even know what NXT is right now will, will at least check it out and... and uh, you will at least get to discover it. You, you don't think you don't think it's been stigmatized by, like you said, that craftastic show on Sci-Fi or whatever it was way back when. Well, um, it's a tough call because I know if you look on the um, network schedule, I looked at yesterday, they actually have NXT listed three different times. They actually are doing a show where they go behind the scenes NXT to show you who the wrestlers are. Wow, they're doing a behind the scenes NXT show. <laughs> Oh, this is that sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that one out. Yeah, it's behind the scenes where they talk about the Performance Center and talk about the wrestlers themselves. So that might help tell people this is what the show is. And then, of course, the rival, and then the main show. So that might help. Because that's how the preview week you're going to debut. This is NXT. So... <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't even aware of that. I think, I think that's a really good point. I think, I think you're right. I think that'll help a lot. Anything, anything where fans see behind the scenes or backstage, I think it's naturally going to draw eyes just because of the nature of, of what it is. 
And I think, yeah, if they see, yeah, man, if they see what's going on behind the scenes in the current form of NXT with the performance center and with, you know, Triple H being right in gorilla at every show, I think it's going to go a long way towards NXT's benefit. Exactly. And my whole thing is here, if, if people are want to know about more NXT, go to the websites like .net where you explain it, and it's hard to explain it till you see it because it's like I can tell people NXT is something different. You could say it all the time, but until you put it on and you watch it, you're like, this is so simple. This is so down earth. There's nothing to it, and I think that's what's going to make it popular. Yeah, and that's really why I wanted to get into covering NXT to begin with. You know what I mean? When I when I first started with .net. Um, it was just sending in live results, you know what I mean, from the events that I went to and, and whatnot. And then I, I discovered NXT, and I just fell in love with it. And I'm, you know, I, I knew that not many people watched it, and so I figured the only thing I can do to try to bring more exposures, to cover it as in-depth and as accurately as I possibly can, and to try to bring more eyes to it, because I know how much I love it, and I think, I think anybody who gives it a chance will have the same experience. I think you and Darren do a great job. Um, and oh, well, show. thank you. That means a lot. We we try very hard. Yeah, I do look forward to listening to the um, review on the weekends because a lot of times if I don't have time to watch the show, I do listen to your review. It does help me catch up. So, well, I, I, we appreciate that very much. Glad it's getting at least one listen. You know, <laughs> exactly. Well, I think people are listening. It's part of the part of the lineup, and it's a fun show to listen to. Um, that's over. Yeah, we're we're still kind of getting in the groove of it, but we're starting to get it figured out. Well, you know what? We've been doing this show for a year. We're still trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Yeah, about I guess it. that's the way it is. Yeah, exactly. So, well, on that note, um, Zach, thank you, thank you for coming on here, and also for the ROH show that was put up a couple of days ago, and thank you for coming on. And it's been actually a lot of fun to talk to you. And maybe down the road, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Maybe down the road. Come WrestleMania weekend, we can get you back on? Yeah, most definitely. I'll, I'm up to joining you anytime. It's oh, a lot of fun. Awesome. That's cool. Well, Zach, why don't you um, plug um, ProWrestling.net? Yeah, um, ProWrestling.net. We, uh, you know, we find ourselves on, on uh, being, you know, our journalistic integrity, um, breaking news, uh, reports, reviews, audio. If you like audio, you're listening to this, obviously. ProWrestling.net got plenty of that. Um, on the all-access side, we've got a couple hours a week. Or you go to ProWrestling.net and click the sign-up link at the top of the page. Uh, become a .NET member, which gives you access to probably, oh, anywhere from 6 to 10 hours of audio a week. We've got SmackDown reviews, Raw reviews, NXT reviews. We've got uh, Jason Powell's Q&A. We've got the .NET Countdown with Will Pruitt and Jake Barnett. Um, I should have mentioned, well, the NXT reviews is done by myself and um, a good friend, Darren Gutteridge, over in England. I love your uh, And then, way. of course, we have the uh, the flagship show, .NET Weekly, which is uh, usually pretty packed full with first-run news and uh, just analysis on, on the weekend wrestling. It's, um, it's really what you pay for. But uh, also becoming a member, you can uh, join the members' forum, a really great group of people in there, and none of the usual drama that, you know, ensues in the forums. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend it highly enough, not just because I'm a staff member, but before I joined, I was, I was a member for years. So, uh, you know, ProWrestling.net, check it out. On that note, then, I will wrap up the show, and that'll be it. Right on. All right, we're going to go out with Bo Dallas' theme music. Um, <laughs> I'll be the one. I figured it's actually standard, fitting way to end the show. Um, that's it. In the next couple of days, I'll be back. And we'll wrap up the Olympics and Olympic Chamber. 
course, we have the Oscar Razzie lineup. And we also, keep in mind, coming soon, we'll have our one-year anniversary special coming in March. Right before WrestleMania week. That should be awesome. So, I want to hear everyone to hear the one-year anniversary special. It should be fun. But till then, on behalf of Zach, there are for all I'm Blake, and you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show, Mind and Sal. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you so very much. Goodbye, and good night.